Hello, wonderful people. I'm having an unusual situation right now. My dear brother, Michael, who is never usually late, is a little late to his Zoom. So I'm gonna start off by saying, just take a deep breath and relax in, get ready for the show, and we will begin shortly. So I'm just gonna say like, take a deep breath in. Okay, okay, I'm never late to anything. My tea was just warming up, so. so <laughs> I should be fine. Well, you caught us, we're actually together in, in Puerto Rico. I came down to yes. visit, celebrate Christmas, so. Bienvenidos a la casa de mi uh, hermano. Did hermano. I say that right? Yeah, you did, yeah. Welcome to the house of my brother. We are down here enjoying the incredible, incredible love and light of this Caribbean island and the people and and being together with family is a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. Unless it's a curse too. <laughs> being together with family <laughs> is a blessing until it's a curse. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it reminds me of that um, that poem. There was a girl who had a curl in the center of her forehead and when she was good, she was very, very good. When and when bad. she was bad, she was horrid. <laughs> so we're gonna begin our broadcast now. I'm Cindy James, the self-titled Empress of Infinite Supply and Radiant Love of the Galactic Council of Women all genders welcome, because why the heck not? Yeah, and I'm Michael, AKA Cindy's brother, you know, self-titled self uh, Miguel Angel, the light bringer. Uh, and I think I'm pretty much also Cindy's sidekick. <laughs> if, if we do superhero <laughs> stuff, I'm, the, I'm definitely the sidekick. Are you like Robin? Are you riding in the sidecar <laughs> yeah, to yeah, my motorcycle? Yeah, pretty much. Could yeah. you imagine that ever happening? Yeah, you know, no. Because you know, when we talk, you know, the, who we are, you know, as a, our screen, you know, Wonder Irish Twins, it's just, uh, you know, I think I'm the sidekick. Okay, well, that's that's a first in Miguel Angelo world. <laughs> yeah. So together we are the, the Wonder, Wonder Irish, Irish Twins. twins. <laughs> we got to practice that. All right, look at that. Do you like that? Yeah, Let's do it again. Let's no, do it again. No, 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 no yeah. you don't do it again. Okay. No, no, okay. No. We won't do it again. All right. So our mission is to yield to something greater within us and around us, to bask in the light the relief and the joy of surrendering to something greater and then radiate the power of our relationship as lifelong friends, siblings, and servers of the highest love and light. And we, we do that to help others to tune out the noise of oppression, of doubt, of shame, so that they can see, hear, and really live what matters in life, what's really worth jumping out of bed in the morning to, to go do. Yes, and is crazy fun because if it isn't enjoyable, it's not going to be sustainable. And I know that's blasphemy to a lot of lineages, lots of ways of thinking, but what we experience joy from and how we get it, it's time for a full recalibration to the truth within us. And that's what we're doing here, playing in this space and being willing to take a stand on the truths within. So we have a theme for today's session and it's called, It's Not Natural. It's not natural. <laughs> it's not natural. So that is a joke kind of in of our family that when we were young, we would, um, do you want to set up the stories? We're sure, sure. When, when uh, of course, I've outsourced a lot of my memories to, my, to, to others, my, my wife and to my sister, my brother took a bunch of memories with him. I have to, I have to channel him to get the memories back, but, uh, but anyway, um, but I firmly remember this one. We went, we would go to uh, air shows in Pennsylvania. We live in Chalfont and we would go to air shows. And, and, uh, and of course there'd be struggles because dad and crowds and, and, <laughs> and we get there early and put up a line and the line would be there. And then someone would of course get in front and stand and there would be a, a scene. But I remember that from the air shows and fireworks, but, but uh, love you dad. Um, this was at Willow Grove Air Force Base that is now defunct, defunct I believe. Yeah, it's been decommissioned. Uh, but, but anyway, we should go there and that was probably like five or six when we went there and, and we watched air shows and we watched the planes go by and helicopters and all the things. That really they, cool. You know, the civilian and military planes. But to me, it was always the military jets that would go by uh, and I'd see them zooming by and, and, and you could just hear the, the thumb throwing and the maneuvers they could do. And I used to just say it to, I remember saying to my mom, that's just, that's just not natural. How's that, how's that work? That's not natural. Yeah. I remember you saying that too, because being your elder by 11 and a half months, hence mm -hmm. the Irish twins. I remember laying on the top of dad's car or the hood. Do you remember what kind of car that was? No. I rem I'm going to say Chevy Impala. I'm going to say Impala. Are you going to say Impala? Yeah, like a blue Impala. Yeah. Impala. Yeah. And us, I mean, it was so cool to be able to be on the, the, the lid. What's that called? The, the hood. The hood. <laughs> Ah, oh, uh, thank you. you. I'll remember the past, you remember present grammar. Sure. Um, and feeling the feeling of the vibration. 
when those planes would go over us and thinking like, how could that happen? And then Mike always saying, it's not natural as a young kid. How does that big piece of metal, metal get up there? Yeah. And how does it, you know, it fly through the sky? It, you know, it's heavy. It makes noise. It, it goes you know, supersonic or, you know, goes up you know, really high. It just, to me, it was just, you know, a maneuver. It's just, it just, it's just weird. So I always say it's not natural. Mom would say, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, don't worry about it or something like that. Nothing, nothing explaining or anything, but she would say it's okay. My, my, our mom was a, a really good at that. Just saying, don't worry. Why? Just yeah. because. And actually, that's real that's spiritual right. wisdom. <laughs> Just don't worry yield. because you shouldn't yeah. yield to something greater. Yeah. In the, the slideshow that um, I did, like kind of, like kind of, I feel like I'm a teenager, like kind of man, like totally well. When I said, thank you for being a friend, I, I did a montage that's on YouTube of Mike and I growing up, the Wonder Irish Twins. The, one of the very young pictures of us is individual, each of us individual, but our first plane flight to Detroit to visit the Grams, I think. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Visit the Grams? Well, anywho, there's let's, with our little tiny um, food plates in front of us, you're wearing a blazer at like three years old. Yeah, yeah. it was when you had real seating and coach and, and real trays and food. Yeah. Yes, real <laughs> trays and food, and people got dressed up yeah. and um, didn't have to wear masks. Hmm. Um, but I don't remember that flight, actually. I don't either, yeah. No, just and the there's photos, just the photos. And there's a picture of us with Stephen. Amy wasn't on the scene yet, riding our bikes and trikes outside in the winter. That was from that visit, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that was our first plane flight, but I don't remember that. The per first plane flight I remember was when we moved to Texas, when we flew college, to Dallas. In college, yeah. In college. I went to Florida once before that. Once again, it still felt wow. I was just enthralled by the plane flying and what it does, and you know, and how difficult it must be to fly it and make it and maintain it and, and defy the laws of the, the laws of nature. It's not natural to do it. So. so we're in college now. Mike and I went to the same college for a reason we'll tell at another time. <laughs> yep. And so did Steve, by the way, for mm -hmm. not a not a convoluted reason, just like he was just going to follow and be together, which was a great, great choice. And I was two years ahead of Mike because that's what they did back in the day. You know, the, the girl started earlier and the boy started later. And maybe that still happens now. And I guess, when did you decide? Was I already in law school then? I must have been in law school. Well, yeah, I think it was it was my senior year when I finally decided. But, but okay, but, so then I was definitely in law school. Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, but but so I was I was supposed to go to law school too. I studied for my I did the LCATs and I took the test for it. And uh, but two things happened. The movie Top Gun came out. And I remember seeing that I mean, movie. look at that face. <laughs> look at that face. Do you know how many times in my life I've heard, including recently, he looks like Tom Cruise in Top Gun, but better. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Tom, yeah, but yeah, yeah, better. For sure. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I don't know. I'd be Tom Cruise. Can I, can I segue just for a second? Because that's what I do. My sister and I were talking yesterday and Mike was helping his wife who had gone to visit their daughter in Seattle Air, get back. More airplane stuff. Yeah. More airplane stuff. And the amount of devotion, care, love, and attention to that whole process while on the phone with her and not, I don't know if we told you this, did we tell you this? We were in the kitchen and we're like, we all need a mic. We all need a mic. Can we clone him? But not like brother clone. Can we clone him? And then when we got in the car to go somewhere yesterday, we was like, could you train men, please, <laughs> on how? And there's a guy named John Wineland that is training men to be powerful men who know how to love fully wow. and you are a living prototype of that well you might want to get my wife's uh you know list of list of critiques yeah, I have first. Heard those things too. <laughs> so well, so what so top gun happened i saw top gun and then we're talking about my wife i met this uh this uh young lady who who i fell in love with and married and and uh during that, that phase, that's another story too and yeah, married yeah yeah and yeah and, and then knew. and then we uh we, uh, I met her dad and her dad was a former military pilot and uh, flew fighter jets. And so, so, so I said, okay, let's, I started seeing him and his friends and I saw Top Gun and I always thought flying planes was unnatural. And there was some sort of attachment there to it. And I said, well, why don't I go try and do that? So I took a te another test, not the law school test, but a test for, 
for being a military pilot. Let me just pilot. back up. The yeah. test for being a military pilot is like you studied physics. Like you yeah. were a poli sci major. What I were was you? An English major. English major, because yeah. Mike always wanted to teach college, which you've done yeah. now too. Yeah. An English major and wanted to write, which you're going to be getting mm -hmm. to do at Mora. And um, then all of a sudden, about face studied. What did you study? Physics. What else did you have to study to well, take it was this mechanics, test? Mechanics, mechanical engineering. You know, aerodynamics. You know, just mathematics. You know, on his own, <laughs> super brainiac, just like, studies it and 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 qualifies in like the top of the. Yeah, I did well, but but you know, I was that was God. God helped me on that one. But so, I should have studied college better that that semester. But it wasn't my best one. But anyway, I took the test, and they said, "Hey, you want to be a pilot." You, you did really well. You want to be a pilot? I said, okay. So, I, you know, almost on a whim. Uh, but, but that whim started, you know, at, you know, Willow Grove Air Force Base in, in uh, Pennsylvania as a six or seven year old went, you know, saying that's yeah. not natural. So going from that's not natural to now, how do you make something that's seemingly unnatural natural? Right. And you, and that was it. it I remember flying in multiple times. I've had instructors say, just trust it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I, 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 I flew uh, a Harrier Hover Jets. And, uh, Did you see the movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger? If you want to know what a Harrier jet is, just send a clip from that. It's the type that takes off like a helicopter and then shoom, like a jet. Yeah, well, all be before that, I flew three other planes before that one. And anytime you slowed down below about 120 miles an hour, you crashed. And so, um, so. As you're slowing down to go hover, the instructor in the back says, hey, just trust it, it works, and, and, and off we go. So I want to go back at the ranch to the family when Mike now turns about face from English major, writer, to studies to become a pilot, and hearing throughout our lifetime, it's not natural. I mean, uh, and uh, that, like having you go into like flight training officer candidate, whatever you were doing back then, was something that, um, Something that I think that I, not I think, I knew that my self-imposed limitations about not understanding how something worked and my fear around loved ones getting hurt or leaving this realm really reared up. I may not have, me might not have remembered and I might not have told you very much, but there was definitely talk behind the scenes in the family. You know how families do. Can you believe what so-and-so is doing? Oh, so-and-so is doing. We had some of that, like, is he, can Jenny do this? Is this right? And then what branch of the military you were gonna go into was was a thing too. Mm -hmm. I remember that as well. Our dad was in the Air Force for a, a snippet in his early life. Army. Air Force. Army. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> I, I have some memories, maybe I'll source that one, but. but well, uh, you, I'll yeah. give you, I, I shall defer <laughs> okay. to that to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know for yeah. sure. But anyway, so I ended up, uh, you know, you know, deciding to go fly, you know, try and fly airplanes and flew a bunch of different airplanes for the military over 30 years uh, of doing that. So uh, from something that that maybe because it was so seemingly unnatural that that I decided that, hey, I'm going to later in life when that opportunity presented itself, I said, oh, go for it. And then it kind of stuck. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was it was it was a good, good job. It was good life. I, I certainly enjoyed it. So. Well, the point of us telling this story, other than it's fascinating, is that these things that we say that are not natural, that what, what I would say is not natural, what people say it's not natural, it maybe is just not conceived of it. Or our little brain is used to keeping ourselves safe and secure in a way that limits rather than grows. And it forfeits the whole purpose of our incarnation. Could you imagine that if that voice that said it's not natural or any pressure coming unconsciously or direct from any of us would have stopped your life path? Yeah. Like, how would you feel right now? Right. Yeah. You'd be stilted. You feel like you, you'd have regrets. We all have regrets, but a lot of them are when you're told, when you have the negative of you can't do that or, or that's not possible or it's impossible or that's not natural. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I have great compassion for um, mothers and fathers and how we kind of train our children to do what's right. And speaking of what's right, this is making me a little knocking futz. Could we move you over a little? So this will be not an outtake bloopers. And then just a reminder that the camera is actually that next to the left of the green thing okay. up there. It's that it's actually natural to look at ourselves, which is lower on the screen, but then the camera is up good, here. Good, I'm in training, media training. You're in media training. My sidekick over here. Um, yeah, so that, that as a parent, there's, I know that I had so much fear of something bad happening to my kids, like running out in the street. I knew, I know that I hovered more than I needed to hover. I know that I um, 
tried to think ahead to make sure that they would be safe. And what that did was two things. It, um, it did distract me from the joy of raising them at times. And it also would then pour onto them this energy of, I don't have faith in you, the world's a dangerous place. I believe that I was a spectacular mother as well, and also a horrible mother. I believe that all parents are. Like when I work with people that wanna conceive, I always say, you are going to be a wonderful parent and you're gonna be terrible, you're gonna suck. You're, and you're gonna be mediocre in between because the definition of any role is gonna include all of those things. The success of it depends on how we interface and how we have compassion and don't judge and allow the situation to unfold naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, and then of course, when you talk about, you know, the the kind of the theme, what we're doing, uh, you know, that you're doing, and we're trying to do on some of these talks is to talk about yielding, yielding to the, you know, a force that you may not see or may, you know, or any anything spiritual, when you yield to God, when you're the greater, the greater, uh, you know, it, it takes some faith. Well, faith, there it is, you know, you can't see it. But, but, yeah. you know, that, that the sense of what's well, not natural, or that's not scientific, um, mm -hmm. you know, science is just can disprove a lot of different things. But science is always learning how much it doesn't know. Uh, and then and then so a lot of people will be stifled, because of, you know, they'll say, I won't go do that. I would, you know, like I told said last time, I learned a lot in my last few years from Cindy and others about spirituality and yielding and then and then kind of basking in that that, that power um, because it doesn't seem natural that you can heal yourself. Right. Or you can use you can you can plug into a power and heal yourself. And that's that's the joy of I think what you're doing. So, yeah. Um, and that would be for me being a litigation attorney and then, a you know, stay at home mom and then studying what was called the alternative world is really just the world we're just realizing. I like to say that science discovers nothing. It realizes how things always worked mm -hmm. yeah. or what could happen in some sort of grand plan that we can't figure out. And spirituality, I've heard this, I don't know who said this quote. Um, I thought that one of my children said, it, and I thought they were genius and they are geniuses, but I, well, you know, mother and all that, is that um, spirituality is science not yet discovered. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, Michael has been using the three-letter word G-O-D, which for me, for a lot of years, I had a great um, rebellion from. The notion of how I interface with the teachings around what that was seemed to limit me. That kind of the punishment, um, the you have to be good to get somewhere afterwards. There's from the Christian Bible when it said that in, in that crisis, the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe that that is literally <laughs> at hand that we have within us the same creative power that made the heavens and the earth that we are not just a creation that we are not just something separate from that source that infinite amazing source that made all of the things that we actually are one with it and we can work with it and talk about having to go like into an unknown like it's not natural for cindy to be doing that i mean there was a lot of years that there was a lot of issues and what i got from the family i just think i spit with it what i got with the family was concern about me losing my mind and my own sovereignty which i think was um a valid concern because part of like what my issues are is i was seeking someone or something outside of me that I could just follow the rules of and then I would be safe. And that is just not to be. I might be um, excluded from things that trouble me or in some sort of protective bubble, but I, am, I was forfeiting what I came here to know, that this, this spirit of mine is infinitely powerful. And so is yours and yours and yours and yours and everyone else's. Yeah, I believe for the three decades that we were just a fluke, that we have consciousness yeah. just like, you know, for a fluke and we're not connected to anything. And, you know, the only th the only wonder I still had, the wonder besides the the, 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 the fear and terror of eventually dying, not, I wasn't afraid of physically dying because I did lots of dangerous things and I was close many times. <laughs> you did lots many, of dangerous many, many things. Many times it was just, it was by hair. I didn't sit there obsessive over it. But, but in that dark night of the soul moment, when you come to recognition that, you know, your, your body's finite and, mm -hmm. and you're going to go do something else. But the only wonder I really had was, well, we're here, right? 
therefore, yeah. therefore we're here. So something. And then later when I finally was, uh, was able to yield and, and mm -hmm. start training myself to tune in little by little, just training, you know, like talk about the maybe moments where maybe, and you start, as soon as you start cluing into little clues every day, there's billions, every of, billions of them that are telling you, you are more than just your body. You're more than just your mind. You're more than just, uh, you know, you're a physical, uh, you know, spirit, you're connected, you're connected and you're infinite and you're, I will use it because I'm, 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 I'm still on that side. You are, you are a child. Uh, you are a, you are a connected being uh, of the, uh, of the infinite, right? Of, of, of God. So let's breathe that in. I mean, that's a moment to breathe in and, and to feel you sharing that too. I mean, I think it's something, there's a lot now coming about new gender roles and Mike and I inhabit the traditional gender roles of male and female and as siblings coming together and even, but it, we're, we're so unlikely too that you would be my sidekick wouldn't be a traditional mm -hmm. masculine feminine role. Mm -hmm. Although it said spirituality in the West is gonna be led by women in the East, it's led by men. So we are coming from the Western hemisphere and so that feminine principle of surrendering to something greater because what has become unnatural is the active um, energy has become a force rather than a momentum. Mm -hmm. And then the, the feminine energy of rest and surrendering and gestating and powerfully cultivating and nurturing has become collapse or suppression and so many things that have become out of balance, unnatural, we are devoted to finding within ourselves, finding in our relationships, finding in this moment and finding in our lives. Because if consciousness is just some random cruel joke, let's go for it and let's find what power this random cruel joke has. But I think it is, there's this wonderful quote that says humanity seen from man's limited perspective, human's limited perspective is a tragedy. Mm -hmm. But from the graders, it's a comedy because we're all one playing different roles. Sure. And I'm not saying it's easy, you know, the, the path of yielding. It, it, it should be. It, you know, I'm, I, I like checklists. Check, step one, yield. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. You know, all right, good. Next step. Okay, wait a minute. You wait know, a minute. You know. Yield is a whole different feeling. So let's do that right now, people. Okay, let's see if you and I can have it in this moment, like what it might feel like. And we're going to give you the opportunity to do this now, because why not? Like, what does yielding feel like to you? So I'm just going to sit straight and I'm not going to close my eyes, but you can or keep them open. And just for a moment, let yourself imagine that I am yielding to something greater within me and around me. I can tell you what I experience. What I've learned to do is I drop into a place that's called the eternal now, or that spiritual leaders and avatars call the eternal now or the present moment. And for me, it's this vast space. And I like fluff down on this white down, infinite gravity less comforter. And I'm just held, not Cindy the personality so much, but Cindy all that I am. And I tell you, it is. Yeah. a great place. My, my image was, and I do this uh, for a couple of things, like when I'm having trouble sleeping is, but my image for yielding, uh, and I used it yesterday, we may talk about that later, yes. was, was the feeling of having fallen asleep on the couch or whatever mm -hmm. as a kid and your mom or dad grabbing you and putting you over the shoulder <laughs> and, and holding you and walking you up to bed, right? And you could, and that, that warm comfort of just doing that, and then, you know, and I, when I yield to the greater, I just feel the glow of, well, Christ or Ubaba, whoever you, you're, you know, to me, you know, you know, you're just the God, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, science, yeah, nature, all, all, Christ, the, all, all those ones, you know, <laughs> all, all, anything that you can believe that has got you, right? And that you are part of. And then, and, and that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I go. But what I just did then wasn't yielding. That, what I did just then was what I call the panic scan. <laughs> 
when when you're flying jets at each other and you're looking for the one that you're trying to fight and and you, and you don't know where they are and they're like 10 miles and you're trying to find them if you're not deliberate and and it, you'll you're just all you do is unfocus your eyes and i call it the panic scan you won't see anything <laughs> so so i just sat here and did the panic scan okay i did no yielding so I'm, that's why i'm sidekick and, and she's the uh, she's the empress so yeah well i mean just like everything that Mike, you have said about flying, what happens in my head is like, does not compute, does not compute, does not compute. Like, yeah. I, I, like I hear what you're saying, but I mostly hear wah, wah, yeah. wah. Well, when she talks about spirituality, a lot of stuff is like wah, 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 you know, it's, it's like haiku after haiku coming out. Like, you know, just watch her podcast, there's full of everything, you know, but mm -hmm. there's, it's just, it's, it's, it's pregnant and dripping with, with, with meaning. So mine is too, but it's military stuff. But, but there's turbulence, there's turbulence in life and there's turbulence, there's, there's, there's waves that you have to ride out uh, in your path, you know, so. Well, and we're gonna be moving to the next subject, but I wanna share with you before we go on to the next subject is, I think the most important thing that my dear brother, Michael, taught me, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say, mm -hmm. about flying is that I did not enjoy flying. I would get motion sick. I didn't, I mean, turbulence, sweet Lord. I, at that point, I still had a fear of death. Now I think like, I, you know, neither seek death nor fear it, but Mazel Tov, it's, you know, you're in your spirit body, wonderful. But I really came off a flight feeling sick, um, stressed out, and normally would have some sort of collapse afterwards. And, um, and I would be, you know, gripping and gripping my jaw. And you taught me, like, I don't know what, what it was. And it was like 10 or 15 years ago. You could have told me earlier than that you were flying, know, by the way. I know the problem. <laughs> exactly. Is that the waves in the air are just like waves in the ocean. And when you hit a wave in the air, it bumps it. But when you hit a wave in the ocean, it's it's not going to take you to the bottom of the sea. It's the same way with the waves in the air. It's not going to take you to Earth. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, I got it. Yeah. It made sense to yeah. me. And, and you know, we, we science that. It's pretty safe. <laughs> and the, but if birds fly in your, you know, whatever, you lose an engine, then it's yeah, time well, to prepare to meet your maker. Well, you always should be prepared that way. But. Well, I am. Like when I hit turbulence now or whatever it might be, first of all, I think that the um, the air is giving me a massage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like. Ooh, ooh. I tell people you like jet skiing or you like to be on a boat or you like skiing. Yeah. You know, you, you like massage chairs. Yes. I said, you know, say, let's just go ahead and go, just sit back and relax and enjoy That's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. And on this few occasions that it's been really intense, like flying into Phoenix in the summer when it's 120 degrees and you hit those, is it mm. called wind shear? What's it? What's it yeah, there's wind shear, yeah, where there's the wind, wind changes directions and speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are times when it might be time to meet the maker. That's when I will then focus on dropping into that eternal now and looking at how I know the face of the divine. And that I do not just when I think I'm going to, die or when it might happen as much as I can to be in that state of face to face. There's a Christian hymn that says, um, be not afraid, you shall see the face of God and live. And I think like, that's what it means to look at you right now, Mike, mm -hmm. to see the face of God and live that this soul spirit looking out through a body and a personality and me as a soul and incarnated spirit looking out through a body and a personality mm -hmm. and seeing like through the eyes, your infiniteness. Wow, that's why, that's why I'm still sidekick. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I know it's hard to do this like looking thing, you oh, know, like yeah. staring, I'll yeah. poke your eyes out for good. Was that Laverne and Shirley? It might've been. It might've been. Um, but what it is to look into someone's eyes and to breathe into the sensations in your body when nothing is required of you, feels like being thrown off a cliff because it, what it brings up and why it is so transformational, it brings up however it is that you're uncomfortable being seen because of your own mm -hmm. experiences and then to just settle into it. Yeah, that's what this is. Settling, <laughs> yielding, be, scanning, be, scanning. Be, be, being on this, the, yes. this podcast, uh, this video cast, a series with my sister on spirituality, on the universe connecting, yielding. You know, oh, so, we wrote yeah. a cool thing about what this is. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll up to say what we said yesterday. Oh, that this is Mike is so great about purpose and like what's the purpose of this? Why would people tune into this? And I said, well, this is conversations between siblings that. And now I'm gonna read. Explore the seemingly impossible, expand the pure power of our true selves, and up the amperage of conscious 
fun relationships. Right. And I would say loving too. I mean, it's an amazing thing to know how much I love my brother and know how much he loves me without conditions and to be able to say that and to be able to, there's a song by, um, I think it's Fat Boy and the Slim or something like that, that says praise you, to be able to spontaneously praise each other as the spark of all that is that we are and appreciate what we are to each other in our lives. But we're still brother and sister with the same brother and sister. Oh, sweet uh, Lord, you know, the, the air conditioning. Turbulences, there's turbulence. Well, so, <laughs> there's turbulence. so the third thing that we're gonna discuss before we bring yeah. it to our signature yeah. conclusions is what we've done since we got here. And the little brother-sister skirmish is so, um, my sister-in-law was still arranging to get back to Puerto Rico and my sister Amy was sitting in the back and I was sitting in the front with you in and yeah. in the car, we were going, where we were going? Oh, we were going to look for, um, uh, so I've been scouting out retreat centers or, you know, Mongo beautiful spa like hotels for the Galactic Council. Listen to this, an intergalactic retreat and conference on 2-22-2022 in the Caribbean. Like, why the heck not? So I'm going, looking at places, Michael's taking me, he's looking for his like big, you know, Fortune 500 company business and you know, big thing. And I'm looking for um, a spiritual retreat. And we get in the car and um, I'm having what is called like an energy um, amperage fire that goes on to women at certain stages of their life. And I want to change my temperature to be colder. And you say, when you, what drives it, the logic says when you when you change your side to colder, the air mass in the car stays the same temperature. It just mixes together, warmer and cold air. So I said, I said, hey, why don't we? Would you like it colder? I'll just sink them and bring the whole car down. But she said, no, I just want my side colder. What I wanted was I wanted cold air being blown out. I didn't know that was an option to make it all colder. I think you wanted me to keep it at a no, no, like I, a seventy. I wanted to go full no. below and blast that. Turbulence, turbulence. It's not going to bring you down. It just you, you just come down a little bit. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. So we did. We did scout out. Uh, went up to the east coast, east side of Puerto Rico. Looked at a nice place. Really cool place. We said, or we 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 uh, we used the power of intention to get ourselves through that experience. Yes, it was good. Very there was, much. There was, so. there was there turbulence. Was turbulence. <laughs> turbulence and. Um, not between us, but between me not making prior arrangements to get into places and the the smoothness of Mike and his ability to speak fluent Spanish. And also, you know, this yeah. membership has privileges. Jeez. Look at this guy. It still does. You have a commanding presence. And it's not just because you're gorgeous and beautiful and all that kind of stuff, because you are, but you see people. And you have made it your business to see people. I see that's how you brain. interact. That's my that's my thing. That's what that's that's what I yeah I like. I, I feel by humbly yielding, looking looking in. You know, that's you know, we'll talk later. But that's what I like to do. Yes. I like to spend my life, my energy, bringing light to mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. And so, what we've done since we got here is we've done all the fun things that people do. We have watched the original Matrix because we're going to watch the new Matrix. Yeah. And mm -hmm. holy good night! I love that those kind of movies. I do close my eyes or do this when people are getting shot at, but there's so much freaking wisdom in, in that movie. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And apparently Keanu Reeves is an amazing human being, which I didn't know, which is just awesome. Like love to him. Um, I did drink a significant amount of pink champagne on the first night that I was here. Tried to stop her. And I want to tell you, it <laughs> that was, was a force of nature. That was, that was not natural stopping this. And I want to tell you, that is not something that I have done in a very long time. And I think it was basically like, high C, it was a very low mm -hmm. potency. And just to, the reason why I share that is that I don't think anything is sacrosanct. Cer certainly if you're in a recovery program, then yes, you don't do that. But I think that the divine nature of anything can be cultivated within us and that we can have experiences and move through it. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of pink champagne that night and woke up with the most minimal hangover yeah. and actually better than yeah. I had the day yeah. before. It was good. So it was a it was little good. bit of medicine. Yeah, it was, it was a, a literally a divine line. Yeah. We, we floated in the Caribbean waters. Yes, we did. We did healing in the Caribbean waters. That's something I always, this is what I imagine for the Galactic Council. Whenever I'm in a body of water, I, I mean, I, there's many healing modalities that I've been privileged to um, learn and cultivate. One is Reiki. So I do the 
the symbols, their symbols having to do with that. And I say the mantras and then I say prayers that I know that are of the highest light. And then I just imagine flowing through me, infusing to the precious waters of our planet and to everything that the waters feed, which is everything, the pure love and light of all that is every time I get in it. And I imagine for the Galactic Conference, what we will be doing, our conferences, will be when we get together in Caribbean waters and just enjoying that. Right. So I did that and also did some healing on you because you've had some physical stuff yeah. going on. Some sinusitis, sinusitis, and I'd say probably long-term COVID uh, challenges. So long COVID. Erase, 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 erase. But yeah, it was, that was more yielding. I was being carried away by, uh, by the infinite uh, source energy <laughs> on the shoulder. I got you, right? You know, we've got you, you know, so, so that was, that's what I was focusing on uh, during that. So I hope I remember that imagery, Mike. I'd never thought of that. That, Like, I remember that feeling of being picked what a feeling. up. And it's just the most warmest, loving, comforting and protected feeling there is. And have you been picked up recently? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't picked up recently, maybe in the last year or two, there is a dear, dear friend of mine named Jake and he gave me an experience he gives me occasional experiences of just because he's a big strong beautiful i mean amazing human being of lifting me up and that's something that i don't really get in my lifetime and once he swung me around like a kid that's an extraordinary feeling so in some healing practices that we'll do we'll do that with people like cradle them like hold them those experiences mm -hmm. that we couldn't have but what, what i was doing to mike in the water was first of all, Caribbean water, salt water is healing. Take a salt bath, put some lavender in it or whatever you want. It literally pulls out that which you no longer need. You know, that it, it, it helps us um, let go. Just like when you have a good poo, it just lets go of what you've assimilated. And the Caribbean blue waters, and I'm sure Mediterranean waters, and I'm sure the waters in India, um, all those kind of waters and the Atlantic Ocean, all of them. I've just been to the Caribbean and feel the power of it. I have noticed that with what Mike's symptoms are is that his back head chakra, which is right in the back of your head, was really tight, like like nutty kind of tight, and it should be more fluid. And so I knew that I needed to, once I got here, kind of, I had been doing a lot and rest to be in good shape, and I also needed to let that divine wine clear out of my system and alkalize my system. I may have said this before, but people look up alkalizing your system, like what that really means to be ingesting alkalizing foods, like an alkalizer battery, you will have more energy. But I, I tapped on my crown. I mean, this seems crazy, but crazy great. And I called on the divine energy. And then I tapped on my forehead because I recently learned that it might be too much at the advanced level I am for people to bring it through my crown because of the size of my spiritual cord. Now, Michael might be hearing and you might be hearing what, what he's talking about that, but but I'm going to say it because it's, you know, it's true. And, and I will yield and believe it because I've learned to yield to that. Yes. And so I, first of all, said a chant to the water, Om July Yay Namaha, called on the greater and swirled counterclockwise and threw way out into the salt water the any kind of um, thickness or blockage that didn't be there clearing that chakra and then just kind of brushing his whole auric field and sending it way far was up. my chakra cleared i don't know uh but i was in the caribbean waters with my two sisters floating and i felt great afterwards so that's just one of those maybe moments you go Chip, another one you felt poopy coffee you were like I, dead I, man walking to that water going in and did not want to go and so, i was like i was so, like this was going to be good for us. When you do science-based stuff, you do it, you know, do trial, error, mm -hmm. you know, hypothesis and, and proving and empirical uh, data. I was like, oh, data point, another maybe moment, check, check. I will yield and 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 try it. So, so yes. which is great. Well, I think we're kind of, uh, I don't know, what else? do we have anything else that we want to talk about? What I just want to here? talk about one more thing is that then outside, I put on my healership cap and put my sister aside. It's not my favorite thing to be a healer for family members because I have my own personal wants and and my personal wants can, or, or many of them have not been, yet been purified of my soul's greater wisdom. And we did a full, like our, it, like I'll say intense healing. Mm -hmm. And with all the bells and whistles, I'm gonna show you something that's called a Dorje or a Vajra. 
and you can see four chambers of the heart, four chambers of the heart. You can see the infinity sign. You can see that it can be used with precision. Um, this is a very beautiful healing tool. This is gold plated, which ups the amperage. But what happened during that healing? I mean, so much happened is a really cool thing happened. I started to feel that I wanted to chant the chant Om Namah Shivaya. And in the Siddha Yoga lineage, in many lineages, that is just like their supreme mantra. Other people have their supreme mantra, like Om Mani Padme Hum. But Om Namah Shivaya, what I was feeling was the energy of pure compassion in it. And I wanted to sing it to the tune that I knew, which goes something like, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. But I couldn't remember that tune for the life of me. And I have chanted that and heard that for decades. And what the tune that kept coming, it was like a glee mashup. And so I'm in the back, I'm sitting there and she's chanting this and I'm hearing Amazing Grace tune. Because that's what it was. <laughs> I was like, it is was, that Amazing Grace with a chant? It was Amazing Grace. <laughs> So I don't even know if I could do it now. Could you hum Amazing Grace? I can't, Grace? no, I can't, I can't. Come on, you okay. can hum. Amazing Grace. Okay. You don't have to sing a hum. No, I'll do Om Namah Shivaya and you sing Amazing Grace. Amazing. No, don't, don't. You hum, I sing. You just said that, see? There we go, turbulence. <laughs> turbulence. Wait, okay, hear it again. Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Yeah, so that was going on all behind me and around me. And, and uh, so. I want to sing that a little more now, okay? Okay. And just breathe, bask it in, because this was new as of yesterday, at least to us. Om Namah Shivaya. 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 And I felt crazy great afterwards. Like I was exploding great. and glowing and, and, you know, and, and I'm plugging in, listen to that. And also plugged into where my faith goes and, and, uh, and felt renewed, which was great. And as the healer, when, when I know I'm not doing anything, but it's coming through me and I give all the fruits of the action to the greater, to God, to Jesus, to Buddha, to Baba, when I don't, when my ego doesn't hold on it, like mine, cause I'll tell you the ego get a hold of you when you do good worse than when you do bad it's the truth i felt radiant and whole too and had to disconnect from what was going to happen afterwards because then you can your mind can get in it like how are you going to heal afterwards right. or whatever is going to be it didn't work, good... didn't work exactly but that's none of my beeswax so are you ready dear brother to do our signature sign-offs well before we do the signature sign-off i'm going to you know i, I promised last wait, 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 no. this is part of our signature sign-off okay it is. we're going to do we're going to do super, superpower kryptonite and then the photo yeah. and then we're going to do okay, the thing good I, I checklist check 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 check, check, check. okay so the first of our two signature sign-offs is um superpower kryptonite I, I'm going to share the superpower that I'm developing right now is the ability to be everywhere at once and to be able to be in that eternal now and to see the past, the present, and the future without a limitation. What my kryptonite is, is my personality's fear of being alone, of, um, of being not enough, of there's really still some existential dread that I'm dealing with. And part of me will think like, you know, Cindy, just go lead a normal life. You've got what you need. You can just go lead a normal life. I mean, I could literally move down here with you and just be in Caribbean waters, but I know that would never satisfy me that I would be forfeiting the purpose of my incarnation. And I, since I have the superpower of feeling everyone and everything, I feel such pulsing unconditional power and love that i have to flow it mm. but i tell you that can like a dark night of the soul cripple me like what does it mean for me right like well will i you know like that song like will i be loved by linda ronstadt kind of thing and i am loved it's mm. it's a crazy thing so that's my superpower kryptonite Good. well my superpower that i say is like i said earlier that that 
I like to and feel like my mission is to make other people feel better. Any, I can, even, you can be in the Marine Corps, you can be in a business, you can be in a church, in order to make other people feel better, you know, serving others by bringing light to them. And that's whether it's energy or, or fun or, you know, listening or, you know, to, to do that. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, I've failed at that and I've had turbulence, you know, when I, you know, and I've been off course before and, but, uh, but to bring light and, and I, and I feel like I've done that and I look back and you see, okay, yes, it's lining up that groups I've been in that, or to work together and channel, you know, whatever energy I have to that. My kryptonite though, is I feel kind of hollow a lot. Like I said, you know, the, the, mm. the vessel's hollow, you know, Cindy just said, showed you a little tool. I feel like I'm more, you know, I, the light's not within me. Uh, and I don't have it all the time. And so I, so what I'm working on, which I fail, uh, is, is praying and praying and meditating and connecting, trying to make sure that I can be filled up, uh, as well, uh, knowing not just maybe, but knowing that I am a child of the source and part of the source, you know, I am part of the, the whole energy, uh, and that we all are, and that we're all connected. We're all brothers and sisters and everything's connected, but you know, it's hard work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm on my fifth, middle of my fifth decade, and you know, you know, I know there's an end state, and you know, it depends what you believe, whether there's another chance or there's not. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to making more progress in this one. So that's my kryptonite. Well, you just, I, first of all, I noticed really cool things. Mike is touching his, your touch your heart center mm -hmm. like this when you're. I mean, that's like activating your heart center when you're talking about bringing light and love. Mm -hmm which is so cool. And then you talked about the hollow here too, as mm. well. There is like in, in shamanic cultures, hollow bone or the flute, we really do wanna be the vehicle for mm. the release of the divine light, that it flows through us, we're just a vessel. It would be our personality then that can feel that hollowness or our ego, which is the affirmation of separateness and say, oh, there's something wrong. Mm. I mean, that's with me too. Like so, but I noticed that you touched your heart for both of that, that was crazy mm. great wisdom. And the other thing I just remembered last night, 57 years old, I was pregnant and I was telling people I was pregnant. I was like, that's pretty amazing. And when I think when you have a dream like that, it's like there's great new life coming. And there is for me, everyone, and there is for everyone that's part of the Galactic Council and everyone that's gonna be part of the Galactic Council, please join us. It's the easiest, most squiggle, less easy form to be part of. And the squiggles are gonna change and rise soon so if you could join as soon as you can that would be great but i feel so great about um the new life that's coming so yeah. thank you for showing that and i love your wisdom great. that you intuitively we all have that intuition within us anyway that makes yeah. that kind of stuff makes me italian excited. italians were irish twins we're also I, I, italian talk with their hands and pilots talk with their hands a lot too. Oh, do they? So, yeah because well, we're, we're dog fighting we're doing you know with airplanes Okay, so here's the photo. Uh, one, two, or three. I picked it, so you don't get it. You don't get oh, it. so Mike's going to show me a photo if yeah. you haven't seen our first episode, yeah. and then I'm just going to what share what I feel about it. Okay, okay. You ready? Okay, I'm going to show it to the screen here. So okay, you show it to the screen because first. we're at a printer ink. She's like, "You have no printer Sweet ink." Sweet lord, turbulence. It's turbulence. Here we go. <laughs> Let's see, there you go. You can, you can, everyone can see that. That's, it's a, okay. So what is that? So what, what, is that, what is that photo? Okay. That photo. So that is about three it's years what, ago. This is what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, that's the ring light in there too. Yeah. Okay. So that is so perfect. It's not natural. So about three or four years ago, I was visiting Mike in Denver. Mike owned a Grumman, Grumman, Grumman Tiger four-seater mm -hmm. airplane. And um, he took me out flying into the Flatiron Mountains. Mm -hmm. And when we got in, in Colorado, yes, in Colorado, yeah. and got into the plane. I mean, it was really fun. I was, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have been very adventurous mm -hmm. and learning. And so Mike has always told me to like not clench my relax, jaw, relax your jaw. Because first of all, our, our mom, we just talked about this the other day. When we went skiing, we used to live in uh, Fairport, New York when we were in high school. I, my full high school was there, part of your high school was there. And we went skiing. And once when my mom went skiing, she was so nervous. she. Uh, broke her jaw from clenching it. And I have a tendency to do that. So she tells me to clench my jaw, but I didn't need to clench my jaw. It was fun. I felt like Fred Flintstone, you know, like going up on the plane. And, mm -hmm. and then at a certain point, we're up near the mountains and it's beautiful. And I don't feel scared at all. First of all, I'm not afraid to die anymore. And blah, blah, wonderful. And then Mike says, what did you, say? I don't even know how you did it. I said, Hey, would you put your hands and you want to fly, put your hands in control and then and let you fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, 
want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> but she did. She put her hands on the, the, the and control then, to fly. And then yeah. you took your hands away, uh -huh. and then he told me what to do. Now, immediately flashed back to It's a Mad, 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 Mad World and Mickey Rooney and Buddy Hackett um, flying the plane. I am gripping this for dear life. Our jaw is like set. And I have this, I have a really beautiful friend named Lynn. And years ago, she used to say that, do you ever have a fear that you'll just like drive yourself off a bridge? I'm like, no, but like, but people have that, like they'll do some crazy thing. I had this fear, like Mike was saying, just like move it like an inch or two that I was going to do this. And then we were just going to, I was going to kill us. We've been fine. You could have taken that back. Well, I wasn't, first of all, it was not premeditated on my part. I was not prepared and I did not enjoy it. And when I, he then took the controls back and I was in this state, I said, that <laughs> was not on my bucket list. And I said, well, it was on mine. <laughs> so, 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 so it was good. Faster. And she did great. She was no problem because it's, it is natural. It's something that you may fear or you have a barrier to uh you know is possible you know it's you know, you can you can you can fly an airplane you can channel you can channel energy you can clear a chakra you can you can you know help others you can you can you can be the empress and and you can be uh, and, the empress you could be the light bringer and god's people but yeah it was fun and she asked well if you died what would happen and i said well you'd crash and die but i mean okay. I, I could never have <laughs> been able like if something no happened to him but hey, that's like everything, you know, in an airplane, a boat, or whatever. So. And I would have, I think, I would have enjoyed those last moments. Okay. I would, when I knew I actually was going to die. So thank you for sharing that, because I'm having a rush of those feelings again that I might need to surrender to yield to something greater within, because that naturalness, the same power. This is like, like when I think of the fact that having sex or you know in vitro, a baby can be born. Like I just had sex and didn't die for nine months and I had babies like that to me is miraculous that there is some infinite genius that is so greater than whatever I can imagine and that I can discover more and more of it. So. Well, I, I say we just sign off because we're at an hour. We are signing off yeah. now. So <laughs> we're at an hour, but I think it's so perfect because my sister-in-law Tanya and my sister Amy have just come in. Do you think we can do the thing at the end that we were going to do? Because uh, we're going to end with gratitude. Grateful, 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 grateful. Gratitude and appreciation always clears off the muck and it brings you to new life. So new energy for both. I'm crazy grateful for you. Mike really wanted this to be 22. 22 minutes. 22 That's what I said. 22 minutes. Really 22, 22 minutes. But I said, but I'm being told now that people want to listen to longer things, but he, he doesn't, but we don't know. But it, we were going to let it be what it was going to be. So next time we won't have three points of discussion and two signatures sign off, maybe just one point of discussion. Okay. Okay. But um, so our, um, please join us next time for sharing our stories, our hearts, our wisdom, the power of what it means to be able to up the amperage of our conversations. And the next episode is called... Don't, but don't worry, there's an Amy. But don't worry, there's an Amy. Amy but don't worry, there's an Amy. Amy it's just what Amers is literally what we're, we're just recording. filming yes. at the moment you got home. Come on. Wait. You got to come and at least bring your head in the camera. <laughs> she she <laughs> might kill us afterwards. <laughs> but don't worry. I am going to kill them. But, but, so, but don't worry, there is an Amy. There was an Amy. <laughs> there went, there so went an Amy. Okay. All right. I hope you up the amperage of the conversations with your family, friends, and colleagues, and have a lot of fun. Have the time of your life while changing the world. And until such time, I am Cindy James. And I'm Michael. And we are the Wonder Irish Twins. All right. Thank you. There is love. I can't wait to talk about it when things get rough. I like to walk with you.